Homily for the Fifth, Sunday in Ordinary Time. St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. February 6th, 2022. Jesus is calling us to be fishers of men, not keepers of the aquarium. I heard a youth minister from Louisiana use that phrase several years ago, and I have never forgotten it. How and when are we, both as individuals and as a faith community, throwing our nets into the deepest parts of the lake? I'm going to take a closer look at that present-day challenge, but first, let's set the table by examining these readings from God's Word. Isaiah served as a prophet in the 8th century BC in and around Jerusalem, The Old Testament book named after him happens to be the longest other than the book of Psalms, 66 chapters in all. A great deal of the content is the series of messages God conveyed to the Israelites through Isaiah. But what we heard today is an exception. It's about as close as he comes to an autobiography. Isaiah received a beautiful vision while at prayer. It was so vivid that he felt he was really there. God took his place in the temple upon a majestic throne, with choirs of angels chanting his praises. But in the midst of all this grandeur, Isaiah was overcome with guilt over the sins of his past. Rather than to expel him for his unworthiness, God purified Isaiah's heart so that he could be God's mouthpiece to his chosen people. In the words of another saying, God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Fast forward to today's gospel, and the beautiful image of Jesus seated in Simon Peter's modest fishing boat on Lake Gennesaret as a crowd stood along the shoreline to listen to him. First of all, it is heartwarming to see how amenable Simon was to the Lord's request. He thought to himself, I know what I'm doing. I know when the fishing isn't going well. I'm sleep-deprived and running on fumes. But out of respect for you, Jesus, I will do what you asked. We heard that there was such a huge catch of fish that it nearly sank two boats. These weren't narrow two-person canoes. Other parts of the gospel speak of the twelve apostles and Jesus being able to ride in one of these vessels altogether. Picture the sheer volume of fish that they caught. The town must have held one enormous Friday night fish fry. As St. Luke unfolds the story, we can imagine the impact of what just happened sinking in for Simon Peter. Not only was Jesus a holy man, but he performed a miracle the likes of which no one there had ever seen. However, just then he was not in a mood to celebrate. Dropping to his knees, as if the weight of his misdeeds crashed down upon him, Simon said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. We can't help but appreciate the depth of Simon's humility. He honestly saw his own problems and personal baggage. One of the consequences of our distorted human nature is the tendency to want to push God away in our time of need, when we need to do the exact opposite. And in those moments of our lives, the devil is ready to pounce. 
that scoundrel would love nothing more than to watch us sulking and avoiding the remedy of God's healing. We need to realize how absurd that choice is, as though we could conceal from God what we are going through. The evil one whispers in our ear, You're not good enough, and you never will be. All you can really do is push God away. That's called despair, and it's a sin against the virtue of hope. On the other hand, neither should we completely go it alone as though we have all the answers we need and there is no need for God's grace. That's presumption, a whole other kind of vice. I'm reminded of how in recent years the devotion of divine mercy has served the church so well and worked so powerfully. Jesus does not cut his losses and cast us aside. We read in the third chapter of the Gospel of John that the Son of Man came not to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. This harmful trend in our society known as cancel culture fails to understand this. When people no longer believe in conversion, there is only punishment for wrongdoing, either real or perceived, whether committed last week, last month, or ten years ago. A world without the mercy of God can only offer hardness, coldness, and self-righteousness. Nothing gives our Savior greater consolation than to ransom souls that were lost. If we disciples are not to encounter the compassion of Christ, why is there a body of Christ on earth in the first place? A parish without a confessional or the sacrament of reconciliation would be like a car without a transmission. It may look impressive, but it's not taking you anywhere. Hence, an unoccupied confessional that gathers dust would be like a vehicle that can only coast and is never shifted into gear. Some of you may be aware that Pope Francis is currently embarking on a bold and ambitious plan particularly for long-established parishes in places like our part of the world. He recognizes how stagnant many communities have become, and that it is not right that an ever-increasing number of the baptized, old and young alike, are standing outside the orbit of what many parishes are doing. These folks are not being fed with God's Word and the Eucharist. His heart aches for an inclusion and reunion of these people on the peripheries, regardless of whether they just ended up there by inertia or a problem with the church once upon a time put them there. Any rational person who looks around at the setting we are in would agree with the symptoms the Holy Father is diagnosing. The question is how to reactivate, or maybe impart for the first time, the hunger for a relationship with God that should be there. This pastoral plan is meant to culminate with a worldwide synod on synodality. I know it's a cumbersome title. To be held in the fall of 2023. Prior to that, on the diocesan level, the Holy Father has asked parishes to hold meetings discussing these issues. We did this a couple of weeks ago and got about a dozen participants. We had a fruitful and worthwhile discussion. I sent a summary of it to Father Luke Meyer, our dean of this deanery, 
who will prepare a report for our bishop. That's all well and good. But the people who joined me that night, God love them, are some of our all-stars who are already involved in most everything. I would dare say that in most parishes in our area, the same thing has happened at their respective meetings. In describing what he called the new evangelization, Pope St. John Paul II referred frequently to a verse from today's gospel in Latin, Duc in altum, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Here's a question we have to explore for the sake of our future here at St. Mary's. Do we operate under a missionary model of going out to bring what we have to our brothers and sisters? Or are we stuck in a maintenance model of caring only for the preservation of what we now have? <clears throat> no one is saying we shouldn't be financially prudent or fix things when they break, etc. But are we closing ourselves in by the way we think of our purpose as church? Are we swimming to the deep end, uncertain of what we'll find there? Or are we lounging around in the kiddie pool? Neither is anyone saying this is easy, but it is ultimately God's work and not our own. What does it look like if each of us were to say, Here I am, Lord, send me? What would be different about our lives if we stepped out of our own aquariums and jumped into the sea? That's the direction in which God's grace is pulling us as disciples. We can either fight it kicking or screaming, we can inflate the whole endeavor into some unwieldy monster, or we can accept the call. Every single one of us can paddle out to deeper water and say, I'm going to do what I already do in my daily life with an added intention of wearing the love of Christ on my sleeve, since he already dwells in my heart. Jesus climbed into Simon Peter's fishing boat, not to repel him, but to embrace him. When we think we are beyond help, the Lord has a plan in mind which not only restores us to a state of grace, but sends us forth to share what we've been given. Do not be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you will be catching men. God does not call the qualified. God qualifies the called. Amen.